0: It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 65 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Today is Saturday, March 5th, 2022. I'm Warren Carr, and I'm being joined today by my friends Doug Cameron from Canada, Fidan from the UK, and Austin Pinto from Mumbai, India. As always, Austin brings us the announcements. That is followed by the Android Basics, where we continue in Part 3 of the app's defaults recently open apps, and more. Then, in our spotlight, our friend Joseph Hodge demonstrates the Samsung Dex. And then, we bring this episode to a close with the highlights from TalkBack series. Welcome, guys. Doug, what's going on in your little world?
1: You know, I'm pretty good. Just, um, you know, spinning out, chilling in Canada, getting snowed in, pretty
0: good. Austin, what's up?
2: I think I should go and shift next to Canada or in Canada because Mumbai has become like an oven now. So it's become like a microwave oven. So it's very hot. So I require some snow from
1: there.
0: Fee, any cakes going on there? Are you eating any cakes? What's going on?
1: Um, Yes, well, it was pancake day on Tuesday. So I had a lovely pancake with lots of yummy things in it. Um. And, yeah, the weather here is grey, rainy, yucky. Um, Austin, if you'd like some of our rain, you're quite welcome to have all of it in exchange for some of your sunshine. Um, that would be lovely, actually. So, um, yeah, I've got lots of music to practice. I won't actually be on the podcast next week because I will be playing music with people in preparation for a concert. So, um yeah, I'll be playing, singing, and playing accordion. So, um, you know, good luck next week without the slightly sobering influence of me. Ha ha!
0: Thank you, Fee. Austin, what do we have in the announcement segment? I know you're going to be talking about some great stuff.
2: So, in, a, in the announcement section, the first thing we are going to have is we are making a slight change to the the way you play the podcast on our website. If you listen to the podcast in the podcast apps, then that will not affect you. But if you come to the website and hear the podcast, after every section of the show notes, you should have a frame or a player of YouTube video. So each section will have its own YouTube video. So it will be easy to play the podcast or even if you want to watch short segments, then you can play the YouTube video directly from the website. This change will cause a delayed release of the audio. If you want to hear us before those who want to listen to us via audio, then you can subscribe to our YouTube channel or you you will have to wait for some time while the audio podcast is made available. So if you have not done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel and turn on the notifications. So that you are notified of all of the other videos that are not in the podcast like extra app demos, which are in detail, which are very long and may not fit on a podcast. That is the announcement from our side. But there is a lot of news. There's MWC just ended. And I think this year it was very big. There were some 60,000 people that came. A lot of companies, so big attendance, and it was offline event after a long time. The first big innovation in MWC is uh, Oppo invented a phone, or at least demoed a phone, which charges at 240 watts. I don't know what is going to happen. Like it charges a 4000 MA battery in nine minutes. I hope we are. I hope the phones and the batteries are safe. Because I don't know, anyone has to
0: comment on that? Well, uh, you know, my stand when it comes to all of that, I don't want all that fast charging. I mean, it's okay if I'm rushing for something, but uh, if not, it's not like I don't have electricity. So I'm not into all that fast charging thing.
1: I wouldn't spend silly money on it, but it would be nice, especially on those mornings when you get up and realize that, oh, your phone wasn't actually on charge when you thought it was and you need to leave the house in 20 minutes and oh no at least you you would then be able to put your phone on charge quick and by the time you're ready to leave it would be charged that would be very cool but not if it meant spending lots of extra money to pay for it so it depends how much the feature is going to cost really as to how good it would be.
2: Another f- uh, collective effort paid off, and I think as OnePlus sales started to dip, OnePlus founder Pete Lau posted that their plans of merging with ColorOS has been suspended. They're going to stay with OxygenOS. They're going to w- they are working with Google to make it more clean. So I think we are going to see more Pixel experience based OS in OnePlus. That is a f- fantastic news. And I think I still will buy a OnePlus phone then. I think I told everyone to hold off from buying because we don't know what is going to happen, the accessibility of the OS and all this. But now I think we should go ahead and purchase since it is made official on Android Central. The not-so-big news, because all of the manufacturers do this news, do these things from Apple to OnePlus to now Samsung, Samsung is caught throttling about 10,000 apps. In short, their game optimization services were throttling these apps and Samsung has said that it is going to push the update to fix this. And I think this is one thing that makes our phones last so long because if it would not throttle, then our batteries would either become discharged very fast or the phones will be heated like a pancake. So that is all from the news.
1: Austin, can you just explain for people who don't know what throttling means?
2: So throttling means apps that uh, demand a lot of resources from the device are given. Like, let's say an app demands 80% of the CPU. The phone will only give it 40% or something. So it slows down the performance
1: in short. Of the just that app or the whole phone? Yeah, the app. Okay. Sometimes and they've so they've, the they've got it so they've got done that to it, lots of apps yeah, then. Lots of
0: apps. In a brighter news, that is, so to speak, I am happy to say that you know the Google Rewards app, when we have sliders, it was just absolutely difficult for a blind person. Usually the default is at fifty percent. And whether you want to decrease that and, or you want to bump it up, it was just a challenge. You've got to keep fiddling and fiddling and nothing works. And I'm glad to see that the last update to the app now has radio buttons. That's the brightest spot in the dark blue news.
2: In a more brighter news, Google launched the Play Pass feature for India. Initially, it was not launched, but now they have launched it for 99 rupees a month. Which is like a little more than a dollar, but uh, it is now in India. So you can share apps with your family members. You can invite them to a Google family group and share apps. Warren, can you explain more about Play Pass and what it does?
0: So, Play Pass actually is a gamer's heaven because what happens is that A lot of apps, or I shouldn't say a lot of apps, but a bunch of apps, you could have them for free, even if they're like $10 or whatever the cost is, because you're subscribing to that Play Pass, you get apps for free and you install them for free, uh, even though they're paid apps. There's not a lot in here, but if you're a gamer, a lot of the gaming apps that usually people spend a lot of money on, those things are free. So I tried it once upon a time, but, you know, here in the U.S., it's like $5 a month. Or if you want it, you could do like an annual subscription of, I think it's about like $30 or something. So that's not too bad, but uh, it's a good way to be able to uh, accumulate apps that you like. And then in the reward part of it is that you get points. When you buy things on Google Play, you get points and those accumulate and you can redeem those points and make further purchases with those points. So if you can subscribe to the Play Pass, you should. But if not, then uh, just buy it whenever you can.
1: What happens when you unsubscribe? Do you lose those apps, or do you get to keep them because you had them already?
0: You know, that's a good question, because I didn't get any that I was doing the trial, because uh, they were mainly games, and so I wasn't interested in a gaming app. So I'm not sure. I would like to think, though, that you probably might lose them or you may uh, keep them because you've paid before. So I'm kind of leaning more on the side that you'll be able to keep those apps that you've purchased during your trial or your subscription. We now continue to the Android basic segment. And in this segment, we continue. And this is part three now of the apps and defaults that we started a couple of weeks ago. Today, I'll be talking about setting apps defaults. Ed is going to be talking about special app access. And now, here is my demonstration of setting app defaults. This is demonstrating setting app defaults. What we're talking about here is setting up which apps to perform certain actions, such as opening up web pages, messages, or making phone calls. And so, as we continue for the third week in a row, dealing with this subject matter, I will now proceed to show you the defaults. In other words, how you can go about setting up your defaults. I will now tap on
3: Apps, Assistant, Recent Apps, Default Apps.
0: I will tap here.
3: Settings, Apps, Out of List. Showing items 1 to 10 of 12.
0: If you are using Android 12 or higher, the defaults are found just above the Google Assistant. If you, however, are using something like Android 11 or lower, you'll have to go to the bottom of the page or the bottom of this screen and tap on the Advanced. I will now scroll down and go find and tap on Defaults.
3: Showing items 3 to 12 of 12.
0: Putting my finger down, I'll tap on defaults.
3: Default apps, Chrome, phone, and messages.
0: Let's go ahead and tap here.
3: Default apps, navigate up, button out of list.
0: We are now on the page for default apps. Again, I'm going to be starting with the browser. If you're running Android 11 or lower, however, you have an advantage here because you can choose to set none of these as the default. I used to like that feature until Google took it away in Android 12. In other words, what I'm talking about when it comes to browsers, if you're running Android 12 or higher, you can't set it to where there's none. Thus, you can't tap on a link and then be asked as to what browser you would like to use in opening that app you have to choose to make one of your apps or browsers as the default but however if you're running android 11 or lower you could set it to none something that i prefer doing let's go ahead now and tap on browsers and you'll see what i'm talking about
3: browser app chrome in list default browser app navigate up button out of list Showing items 1 to 13 of 15.
0: Now that I tapped on default apps, usually at the top of the list, we will have something that says radio button none. In this case, however, because I'm running Android 12, it is not going to say that. Instead, the first item here will be whatever the first item is. I'll put my finger down and you'll see what I'm talking about.
3: Not selected. Radio button, Brave.
0: There's Brave. is not selected. Next.
3: Selected. Radio button, Chrome. Not selected. Radio button, DuckDuckGo.
0: So as you can see, I do not have the none option. However, like I said, if you have Android 11 or lower, you should be able to do that. Something I really liked. Let's go back now to the previous screen.
3: Default apps. Browser app. Chrome, in list.
0: Our next entry in this category will be...
3: Call redirecting app, none.
0: Call redirecting app, and we're told none. This is because I haven't set an app here to be the default. So what this is talking about is that if you want your outgoing calls to be managed by a particular app, for example, you tap here and go make that app your default dialing app. For instance, if you want your calls to be routed through the Google Voice, or if you have some other carrier that you would like to have your calls routed through, then this is where you go to change that. Let's move to the next one
3: Caller ID and spam app, none.
0: Caller ID and spam blocker. Here, mine says none, and partly because I do not have a SIM card in this phone. But if you tap here, you can choose your phone dialer. If it has a caller ID and spam protection, you could set that to be your default. Let's move to the next category.
3: Digital Assistant app, Google.
0: This one is self-explanatory, as this is talking about the assisting app. In other words, we're talking about things like Google Assistant or The Alexa app from Amazon, if you have one. If you prefer Alexa, for example, and you would like that to be your digital assistant instead, then you could tap here and go change and make that to be the default for when you want to use the assisting app. The next item on here is
3: Home App Pixel Launcher.
0: Home App. And we're talking about launchers here. Mine, by default, is the Pixel Launcher. Now, if you prefer a different launcher, for example, if your phone happens to be one of those that comes with a launcher that's not accessible or does not give you certain things that you're looking for, then you can come here and go change to a third-party launcher if that's what you want to do. We did an episode a little while ago in which we featured some of these launchers, including the likes of Hyperion Launcher, Launcher Launcher, Rootless Launcher, Ruthless Launcher, etc., etc. You could download one of those if you're having difficulty with yours and make it the default. Now, before we move from this, though, I do want to mention that to the right of that is a settings button. Now, that settings button has to do with home management. There was a little entry I did with the highlights from TalkBack in which I demonstrated how to manage your home screen. So in other words, this is the same thing as long pressing on an empty spot on your home screen and choose to manage your home screen. And that will be things like when I install a new app, should the icon be added to my home screen or not? And also how to manage widgets, wallpapers, and things like that. And that's what this settings is all about.
3: Settings button.
0: And now below that, we have the next item, and that's
3: phone app phone.
0: Phone app and mine says phone. So for example, if you have a phone whose dialer you're not particularly happy with, you could download another third-party dialer. And we've talked about some of these, including the likes of DW contacts, another one from the hamster beats guys. I think that one is called a true phone dialer. You could use one of those. Those are very accessible. And so if you're having problem with your phone dialer, this may be one of those, and the good news is that the Google Dialer seems to be available for a lot of fonts out there. So if your native dialer is not behaving well, this may be an option for you to choose and then come in here and choose to make that your default dialer. Let's move to the next item.
3: SMS App Messages
0: This is about SMS App Every single phone out there comes with its own native SMS app. For those of us using the Pixel phones, by default, we have the Google SMS app. And if you have a different phone, for example, they may choose to use their own SMS app. And if you find that not to be accessible for you, then you could install another third-party app. We have a lot of those third-party apps, such as the Google SMS app, which is simply called Google Messages. Then we have things like Yada Y-A-A-T-A. We have Pulse, P-U-L-S-E. We also have Chums and a bunch of others out there that you could try and see if that is better for you. This is where you go to change that. But besides, though, when you install a new SMS app, and you launch that particular app, it may ask as to whether or not you would like to make it the default, and from there you could simply make it the defaults. But if you forgot to or something happens, you could come in here and do that management of setting up which one becomes your default SMS app. The last item here is a very important one, and that's the one that talks about opening links.
3: Opening links.
0: What are we talking about when we talk about opening links? What we're talking about here is to be able to open up links in an app. For example, let's say you're using a scanning app and there's a link within that text that you just scan or that material that you just scan. Would that app be able to open up that link for you or not? Or would it be employing another app with which to open up that link? That's what this is about. Let's go ahead and tap here and see what we're talking about.
3: Opening links, navigate up, button out of list, showing items 1 to 10 of 154, showing items 1 to 10 of 154.
0: We're now on the screen where we're told that there are a total of 154 apps. Now, I do want to mention here in passing that some of these apps will not have the ability to do that. However, there's an item here that I would like us to talk about, and that's the instant apps. Now, what are instant apps? Instant apps are apps that you could use without necessarily needing to install them in the traditional sense of the word. And here's what I'm talking about, putting my finger down.
3: Instant apps, heading, in list.
0: We got instant apps, heading.
3: Instant apps, open links and apps, even if they're not installed, on switch.
0: And most of these come from Google, by the way. And then below that, we have
3: Instant Apps Preferences.
0: The Instant App Preferences. Let's go in here and see what this is all about.
3: Google Play Instant. Navigate up. Button out of list.
0: And here, here's what we got.
3: Upgrade web links. Web links may open in Instant Apps instead of in a browser. When available, on switch.
0: And that also is turned on, and below that.
3: Note, even when this setting is turned off, you can always continue to try Instant Apps by clicking on links that are Google Play branded. Learn more.
0: Now that you have a better understanding of this, let's go back to the previous screen and continue what we were doing.
3: Opening links, Instant Apps preferences, in list, showing items 1 to 10 of 154.
0: Now, our next heading will be the Installed Apps.
3: Installed Apps, Heading.
0: And this is talking about apps that one has installed from the Play Store or APK files that one has sideloaded. I don't do sideloading, by the way, but here's what we're talking about. For example, the first item here that I have is
3: At Voice Reader, don't open supported links.
0: We have the At Voice Allowed Reader and it says Don't open supported links. So this by default is not going to open up links for you. If I tap here, for example,
3: Settings, open by default, out of list.
0: Upon tapping on that, we're taken to a screen now where we have an on-off switch, and by default, it is turned on.
3: Open supported links, on, switch, in list.
0: Now below that,
3: Links to open in this app, heading.
0: We have the heading for the links that can be opened, and pay attention to the next two items here.
3: Zero verified links, disabled.
0: We have zero verified links, and it is disabled. The next item here is
3: Show verified links list, disabled.
0: These are both disabled because. This app will not open such things and therefore there's nothing you can do about it. Let's go back and maybe find one that would support opening links and you will see the difference that I'm talking about. Things like Amazon, Adobe and a host of others may allow you to open those other links that are verified. Let's scroll down and find and tap on one of those.
3: Amazon Shopping. Open business Amazon.co.jp and other URLs. Showing items 1 to 11 of 154.
0: Here is Amazon and we're told that this supports opening links. Let's go ahead and tap here.
3: Settings. Open by default. Out of list.
0: Let's now see how many of these links the Amazon Shopping app supports. If I put my finger down in the middle of the phone on the right edge of the phone, is that on-off switch.
3: Open supported links. On. Switch. In. List
0: and below that
3: links to open in this app heading
0: the links to open in this app heading will be a checkbox here that says
3: checked checkbox 51 verified links
0: there are a total of 51 verified links that can be opened from within the amazon app now note that you cannot turn this check mark off whether you like it or not. The only time that you're going to turn this off is by turning off that on-off switch above that we saw. Now, let's move below that and see what else we find here in the way of seeing what uh, links are mentioned. And that would be under the verified links, which we need to tap on.
3: Show verified links list.
0: We tap here to show that list of links that are verified to be open from the...
3: Check. Show verified links list.
0: Show verified links list. This is where we tap to see which links are allowed to be open in the Amazon app.
3: 51 verified links. These links are verified and automatically open in this app, out of list.
0: And here's what we got.
3: Business Amazon. .co.jp.
0: And I'm supposing that to be Japan. Next.
3: Business Amazon.co.uk.
0: Uh-huh. Next.
3: A M Z O N L.
0: Maybe that's like in the Netherlands or something.
3: AMZN.eu.
0: So you can go through the list. There total of 51 of these. Now let's go back.
3: Settings. Show verified links list and list.
0: Let's go back again. Opening
3: links. Amazon shopping. Open.
0: And now, before we bring this to a close, let's go ahead and take a look at one of these apps that may allow us to open links from within the app. And I'm thinking of the Adobe app. Let me scroll up and find and tap on Adobe.
3: Adobe Acrobat. Open Adobe Acrobat app link and other URLs.
0: Here's Adobe Acrobat. Let's go ahead and tap here.
3: Settings. Open by default. Out of list.
0: And of course, in the middle of the phone on the right edge is that on-off switch. By default, that switch is turned on.
3: Open supported links. On, switch, in list.
0: And then under...
3: Links to open in this app. Heading. We got... Checked. Checkbox. for verified links.
0: Four can be opened within the Adobe Acrobat app. And let's take a quick look at the verified links that Adobe has verified.
3: Show verified links list.
0: Go ahead and tap here.
3: For verified links, these links are verified and automatically open in this app, out of list.
0: I'll put my finger down on the first one and go from there.
3: Adobe Acrobat app link in list.
0: That's the first one.
3: Acrobatadobe.com.
0: The third one.
3: Adobe Libet Alternate Ad Link.
0: And the last one here in this entry
3: DocumentCloudAdobe.com.
0: That is a document cloud for Adobe. This is where the probable Adobe DCE comes from. And that's how you go about managing your app's default. Now that you have a better understanding on how to go about setting app defaults, let's now hear Ed telling us about Special App Access.
4: Hello, everyone. I'm Ed Green. And this week, I'm going to show you a section of app settings called Special App Access. This really builds on the permissions demonstration I recorded last week. Special App Access, at its heart, really is exceptional permissions that an app might need in order to function. I use the word exceptional advisedly, special app access, the clues in the name. You shouldn't really be granting apps access to things in here as a rule. These are, as I say, special or exceptional things that certain apps might need to be able to have access to in order to function. I'm in app settings, and the last option in here is...
5: Special app access. 25 apps can use unrestricted data.
4: So I'm going to double tap on here.
5: Settings, special app access out of list.
4: Now, what I'm going to do is to take you through all of the categories in here of different access to which apps can be granted. I'm not going to stop and explain what each one does, necessarily. What I will do, though, is pause on a few that I want to comment on. Because as well as granting permissions in here, effectively, or granting access, rather, Sometimes it's useful to come in here because granting certain access to apps and allowing that access in here can help with certain troubleshooting tasks. So without further ado then, let's get cracking through this settings category.
5: Navigate up button, all files access and list.
4: All files access. Most obviously, you're going to want to grant this to your file manager or file managers of choice. Uh, Android, I think it was 11, might have been 10, uh, introduced something called Scope Storage, where essentially apps only had access to bits of the file system they needed access to, typically their own folders for storing stuff or reading stuff. Uh, that's no good for a file manager, which needs to be able to access all system files. So you might want to come in here and turn it on. There may be limited other exceptions, but as the name suggests, anything you grant access to in here is going to be able to see all the files on your device. So significant significant privacy implications of doing this
5: device admin apps no active apps display over other apps
4: display over other apps. You'll often see this when you're installing, say, a screen recorder or an app where you're going to be able to screen share. It might well ask for this as part of the permissions. It'll be fairly streamlined. You won't know the difference unless you happen to know where this is located, that actually it's asking for special app access rather than a permission. Typically, it's all streamlined, as I say, uh, when you install, then open uh, the app on first use.
5: Do not disturb access. Media management apps. Modify system settings.
4: Modify system settings, uh, again, significant implications here because, uh, as it says, it can it can change your settings, which may not necessarily be helpful. This is the first of my little troubleshooting anecdotes. I didn't have a particularly capable file manager on my phone at the time. I was using files by Google, which is sort of fine for run-of-the-mill things, but I wanted to install some text-to-speech voice data uh, from our Telegram group into uh, one of the data folders in the the Android folder within my file system, and files by Google couldn't see the folder, or it couldn't see the folder's contents. I can't remember which way around it was. I don't think it could see the folder. And as well as granting all files access, the recommended solution on a forum for this was to allow it to modify system settings. I don't know why particularly. Maybe some of you listening to this uh, do. But allowing files by Google access to the system settings solved the problem. It could then see the ODB folder where I needed to go and put that voice data, and all went well. I don't think I'd have had this problem with something like Solid Explorer or CX Explorer, either because it would have asked for the special app access permission when it was uh, first run or because it didn't need this permission in order to do what it needed to do to see the, the fire folder. Device adapt notifications. Picture in picture picture in picture you'll often see this for tv streaming apps you know you might you might start the program and want to do some other stuff on your on your home screen uh, or in another app and picture in picture it will mean that this carries on uh, playing it can be quite annoying to get rid of i've got to say uh, it's not it's not my favorite uh, thing in the world but i'm glad it exists so it enables that to happen
5: premium sms access
4: i spent ages on this problem hours literally hours i just got my and my samsung galaxy a90 5g back in april 2020 it was the first time i'd really full-time switched to android as as i said in my android journey uh tens of podcast episodes ago now but i set it up fine uh Various apps authenticated themselves by sending me an SMS, a text message with a verification code. It was fine. All the banking apps did. I think PayPal did. WhatsApp, possibly, that worked fine. What would not work fine was Uber. And I was requesting these verification codes. I tried it on my iPhone. I tried it on an old Android phone. All worked. Not on my Samsung Galaxy A90 5G. And... I had to work quite hard, I think, in the forums to find a solution to it. Lots of people seemed to have the problem, but no one had solved it. And what the problem was, was that my messages app needed to have access to premium SMS. Now, typically, you need premium SMS when you send uh, a text message to a short code number in the UK, those are five digit numbers. They're often used to message radio stations, uh, to donate to charity, that sort of thing. And those are premium SMS. It's where you say, you know, it's going to cost you however much to, to send the message plus your network charge. It's those numbers. But for some reason, uh, in order to receive Uber's verification codes, which is obviously free to do, you don't pay to receive those text messages. I have to nonetheless come in here and turn on premium SMS. Literally, as I said, hours fixing that. Unrestricted data. Unrestricted data. Uh, Another one to be a little bit careful of. uh, Needless to say, if you're on a limited data plan, uh, turning unrestricted data on for a whole bunch of apps is going to burn that data pretty quickly. It might also slow your phone down if all these apps have access to your data uh, in an unrestricted manner. It is though another one where uh troubleshooting uh, possibilities arise. I had a radio streaming app and I wanted to listen to it on headphones with my screen locked in my pocket and I would do that, and all seemed to be well, and then after about ten minutes it would stop. Now I went into battery optimization because that's often a culprit here, and uh disabled it for the particular app in question, but it still uh cut off after about ten minutes, and the problem was that it needed to have access to data in the background. So unrestricted data, essentially. So I came in here, turned it on for the app, and uh, it was all hunky-dory, no problem. Uh, It worked absolutely fine. What I will say about troubleshooting those two solutions both premium SMS and unrestricted data was that neither app asked for the permissions or the access uh, on use so these were things I had to come in here and manually do a little bit like modifying system settings it wasn't a, it wasn't access at the apps had presumably thought they needed in order to function. Otherwise, I'm sure they would have popped up uh, requesting it. But uh, yes, I I came in here, turned it on, and it worked. I've got to say, it didn't work for my friend who had a different phone. Uh, Same app, uh, same settings changed. Whether optimization on the battery side is done more aggressively on their handset, I'm not sure. But uh, it worked for me on two different handsets. So if an app that's using data does seem to be having difficulties, maybe notifications are delayed, Uh, maybe maybe it's stopping. Uh, Have a look in here if your data plan uh, uh, allows you that flexibility. Install unknown apps. Most people won't want to touch this. They won't want want to allow anything to install unknown apps. If you grab your apps off the Play Store and that's what you want, then don't come in here. Don't allow uh, apps to install unknown apps. Those of us who uh, judiciously install APKs, having conducted uh, careful risk assessments, APKs are just the app packages you download off the internet. a little a bit like a Windows EXE file or a Mac CNG. Uh, um, they're just the things you, you run to install the app. But those of us who uh, make careful risk assessments about judiciously installing these things might need uh, to grant a very few limited apps access to install unknown apps because they won't be they won't be signed or anything play you know play protect won't recognize them so you you might well need to do that if you want to install apps from Well, you will need to do this uh, for certain apps if you want to install them uh other apps from outside the play store which will flagged as unknown apps
5: alarms and reminders usage access vr helper services wi-fi control
4: and that's it so how do we go about granting uh these uh, this access. I'm going to go back. All all the screens are pretty similar, to be honest. I'll go back to install unknown apps, and we can see what we ha- what happens.
5: VRL Perseverance usage Access Alarms and Remote Install Unknown Apps Unrestricted Install Unknown Apps Settings Install Unknown Apps Out of List Navigate Up Button Search More Options Button Alpha Backup Pro Not Allowed in List
4: And so you see here a list of apps. Not every app on your system uh, will be listed in. Every bit of special app access, it is context sensitive. It's going to work out which apps might have the potential to be able to do the thing you want to grant them access for. So uh, in here, it's going to be things like browsers. Uh, it might be uh, backup apps. You heard Alpha Backup Pro. So it's going, to be, it's going to be context sensitive whenever you open one of these special app access categories. Not all apps can have all special app access permissions granted to them. So that's it, folks. That is my demonstration of special app access.
0: Thank you, Ed. And as you guys can tell, Ed is not here with us here today. Ed is out there dancing to the ballet. Just kidding. I think Ed's daughter having having like a ballet class, so he has to be there. Uh, Ed will be back with us next week. In our next segment, we now turn to our Android Spotlight segment. And our friend Joseph Hodge demonstrated the Samsung DeX. Joe, take it away.
6: Hi, everyone. My name is Joseph Hodge. I'm doing a quick demo here on the Blind Android Podcast show. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about DeX mode. And this is basically something that's on Samsung devices. I believe they have to be a flagship status device to get this Um so you'll see it on like the S21 and S22 series. You'll see it on the Fold. It is not on the Flip, and it's also on the Tablet series. Uh, and what this will do, so I, I did a demonstration and posted to the list quite some time ago uh, about DeX using it on a PC. So you would download some software, plug in your phone, and then you could control your phone with your PC but what, what I'm talking about today is actually on your device, and you will turn it on, and it basically, if you have a keyboard and mouse, will give you a desktop experience from your phone or tablet. Now, I didn't care so much about the mouse, but what intrigued me was the keyboard support. And I'm not going to you know, sugarcoat anything here. I think Android has poor keyboard support. Uh, it, it lacks in a lot of ways. Um, so in my opinion, um, comparatively speaking to other alternatives out there um, I, I think uh, p- people could do better and I think that comes from the Android side itself and the talkback side um, so there are commentary shortcuts and stuff that make keyboard uh, keyboard uh, usability better um, but you know that's I don't want to really get into that uh, here so uh, what we're gonna be looking at is a TalkBack with dex mode so there's two ways you can get it to dex mode. You can get into it by using Bixby, or you can use it uh, get into it using your quick settings uh, if you actually have it in quick settings. So I'm going to turn on my keyboard because I want to show you guys a few quick things just to show you the changes here. So I'm on One UI right now. So if I uh, just in Android, so if I hit Control Alt R, I am now just in my recent apps.
7: More options, but the Varsity Network. What? Teams, Telegram, YouTube, Vans, Mail. Close. So, this
6: is pretty typical, right? Microsoft. If I were to hit the Windows key, uh, that would bring up the Google Assistant. Um, and so, so, we all kind of know the Android. I think Warren or somebody did a podcast where they show the keyboard uh, shortcuts for Android a long time ago. Um, so, let's get right into it. So, I'm going to ask Bixby, turn on Dex. One UI
7: home. Microsoft so you heard it say
6: One UI Home, but it's going to say
7: Samsung
6: Dex, home. Samsung Dex Home. So now we've launched Dex. So one key thing here, if I were to hit Control-Alt-R, just what the command we just did for recent apps, you're going to hear it say... One
7: UI Home can't run in Samsung Dex. It's designed for tablet home screens.
6: So basically, we now are in a different operating system, if you will, where the same keyboard shortcuts that you learned about in the Android keyboard uh, learning mode will not necessarily work. Um, so in some cases, they will. Some de- sometimes they won't. It just depends on what you do. For example, Control Alt Shift Down C-train. goes through your rotor. Scroll. So that hasn't changed. <coughs> so there are some some keyboards that stick. I believe most of the Talkback ones um, will stick, and then anything probably related to Android probably not so much. Um, so what we can do here is if I now hit just the Windows key or what they call the OS key, so I'm going to call it the OS key from here on out. If I hit OS, app I'm to my app screen. What a concept. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really excited about that. I don't know why that is not in the default Android keyboard shortcut, but regardless, um, they don't care what I think. Uh, so if I now navigate
7: World? Previous page. Contact us. Exit apps. Samsung folder. Google folder. Microsoft. Galaxy Play Store. Galaxy
6: Store. I'm going through my apps, and I have not organized this in any way. Um, there is a taskbar, so you can pin apps to a taskbar, and you can like hold down window uh, or sorry the OS key and press one, two, three, four, etc. Just like you can on Windows. So. When I listen to reviews of Dex Mode, I, I constantly hear a side of people talk about how it is just like running Windows on, on their tablet. And I really get the sense of that when I have dealt with this. Now, I've only used this for about 30 minutes, so this is like very fresh to me. But I want to show you guys... Sorry, I'm going to turn speech off there. i want to show you guys um, one thing here on how to bring up keyboard shortcuts. So if you hold the OS key and hit slash... We now get a list of keyboards. So we have things like where it just said, you know, the OS key is the Windows key. So if I move forward, system
7: shortcuts. OS enter. Back back. OS backspace.
6: So you can hit backspace and go back.
7: Recense.
6: OS tab. OS tab will bring you to the recents list. So that 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 basically would be the same as Control alt R here. Running apps, Alt Tab runs you through your running apps. That's very something. That's something that we're all familiar with.
7: Close current
6: app. Alt F4. Alt F4 actually closes the app. How cool is that?
7: Notifications.
6: OSN. OSN brings you to the notification center. Keyboard shortcuts. OS Slash. OS Slash brings you the to the control uh, keyboard shortcuts, which, which is where we are now.
7: Lock screen.
6: OSL. Uh, OSL logs, takes you to the lock screen. Kind of like logs you out, like it does in Windows. Capture
7: window. Alt Print Screen.
6: You can capture a window with Alt Print Screen. Switch Space. Apps is just OS as we as I've talked about. Apps, Space. So so these are kind of a, a bunch of common keyboard commands, uh, and this will change it's it's dynamic. So if you bring this up like in Samsung Internet Browser, it will show you a list of keyman, uh keyboard commands there. If you do it in email, same thing. Switch
7: Start slash Dex mode
6: So how you can start Dex mode is with OSW. Uh so that will actually get you out of it.
7: Maximize window OS up. Minimize window OS down. So window one of the
6: cool things here is I'm gonna press escape. Samsung home. So one of the keyboard commands I looked up was for the internet browser, which you can do by pressing uh OSB.
7: Information. Complete action using. Now Capacity button.
6: I have not set my default browser in this mode yet, but you can choose your default uh browser if you have multiple. So down. I have here
7: Minimize, maximize window, close back button, back button. Complete action using. Selected internet, one, on chrome,
6: 2. So I have internet, which is selected in Chrome. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to always use Samsung internet use primarily. Chrome. So I'm going to press always use. Internet.
7: Editing edit box. Search, search.
6: All right. So now we're in Internet Explorer. So if I hit Command L, and let's say I want to go to aph.org, press enter.
7: Home,
6: house, web so now I'm on the homepage of APH. But let's say I also want to go to Editing,
7: edit box,
6: search, search. Um let me just think of another website. D-
7: D- w, period.
6: I'll go to mlb.com.
7: Google search. Web
6: All right. So now we're actually, I think, on it. It takes me to MLB or uh, Google. I'm not sure why there.
7: All right, so let's move by heading.
6: We'll go to it now. There we go. (laughs) All right, so now if if I hit control one, for example, we're back to the American Printing House, right? So if I hit control two, we're back to MLB. Um, so now if I hit control W on this, it will close that tab for MLB. Um, there could be work, I, I would prefer it not to put me back at the top of the taskbar. Like, I would like to actually be where I left off. Um, but nothing says you couldn't touch your like if I touch my tablet. Uh, now I'm, I'm looking at the APH website, so you can still utilize the phone screen just like you always could, uh, which could help you go faster. Because now, if I use my keyboard,
7: open
6: for welcome, everyone. I, I, I see I'm right where I touch, so I have the welcome everyone. If I move forward, open
7: for and
6: new ways to serve you there we go. There we go. So this is really cool in that I think it gives um, it gives my keyboard new life because honestly. I got the keyboard and I was kind of disappointed with a lot of the, the, the lack of, of innovation with keyboards and Android. And um, I kind of just filed it away. And then this morning I was like, you know what, I want to play with decks. <laughs> so I did, and uh, it's pretty cool. Let me show you real fast the dynamic menu here. So if I hit Windows Slash for keyboard shortcuts, now that we're in the Internet browser. So you can go to the address bar by hitting F4. You can open bookmarks by Alt B. Enter
7: bookmarks. Control B.
6: You can add by Control B. Go
7: to previous next page. Alt
6: left. So you can go to the. This was a little confusing because it reads it kind of all at once. But you can go to the previous page by Alt left.
7: Go to previous next page. Alt right.
6: Go to the next page by Alt right.
7: Go to previous page. Backspace.
6: You can go, or you can just press backspace. Close the current tab. Control W. Uh You can close the tab.
7: Close the current tab. Control
6: F4. You can close it with Control F4 as well.
7: Switch tab. Control left. Switch tab. Control shift tab. Print control Key. Go to home page alt home. Refresh page, F5. Refresh page Control R. Apply default zoom. Control zero. New tab
6: control T. So all of these work. I don't know why they have multiple keyboard shortcuts to do the same thing, but you know. I don't know if they are taking some of the Android I don't know, it's it's kinda weird because they don't always have duplicates, but there are some
7: system shortcuts. Home OS enter. Back S. Back OS backspace. Recense OS tab. Running apps alt tab. Close all F4. Notifications. OSN. Keyboard shortcuts. OS slash. screen.
6: And then we're back to what we had seen before, pretty much.
7: Internet.
6: So it is really cool and what you can do here, and um, I think this is pretty powerful. So if you if you guys have any questions and want to talk about this, um, feel free to email me. Uh, my email is at gmail.com. That's josephlhodge at gmail.com. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about anything or if you have any questions. I'm not sure I have the answers, uh, <laughs> but we can, like, try to discover together because this is something that I know a lot of people aren't talking about and maybe don't have a lot of knowledge of. It does mention that you can use your phone as the mouse. Uh, so, like, one of the gestures it told me that I could do is double tap with two fingers to right-click. That did not work. So I'm trying to figure out how to right-click on something because that's how you actually would add something to the taskbar. So i got to kind of figure that out. And and maybe there's a way, like, I could just, um, since I am running TalkBack, I could probably ignore a gesture, uh, just do the command, like, set that to a command, do that command, ignore the, the next gesture, and then do a two-finger tap. And that may then take me into the right-click menu. I'm thinking that might be a way around that. <clears throat> I have not had time to test it, though, so... I wanted to kind of get this out um, to everybody um, just as quickly as possible because I think it's kind of cool and and uh, something, something nice and extra with the Samsung flagship device.
0: Thank you so much for that demonstration, Joe, because I think this is a great thing to get to know the Samsung DeX. Um, I wish I could have it. I don't have a Samsung phone. My Samsung phone is too old, so I'm not going to be able to try this. But those of you that have newer Samsung phones, It's probably something to give it a try. We now move on to our last segment for the week, and that would be the TalkBack highlights. We continue with our theme of highlights from TalkBack. This is installment 27. For today's demonstration, I will be utilizing my Pixel 6 Pro running the very first developer preview of Android 13 with TalkBack 12.1 and for speech services, I am employing the Allison voice from the Vocalizer group. I am on my home screen and now utilizing three fingers, I will tap to activate the TalkBack menu. Here I go.
3: TalkBack menu. Actions in list.
0: We are now in the TalkBack menu. What we're looking for here is the TalkBack settings and that's found toward the bottom of the screen. I'll put my finger down and tap on the TalkBack settings.
3: TalkBack Settings.
0: Here is TalkBack Settings and I'll now tap.
3: TalkBack Settings. Navigate up, button, out of list.
0: We are in TalkBack Settings. The next step we want to take is to put down two fingers in the middle of the phone, gliding those fingers upward, which in turn scrolls down the page. I'll do that.
3: Showing Items 4 to 15 of 15.
0: I have scrolled down the page, and here I am after an item that says Customize Gestures. I'll put my finger down, find and tap on that Customize Gestures.
3: Customize Gestures.
0: Here is our Customized Gestures. I'll tap here to activate that.
3: Customize Gestures. Navigate up. Button. Out of list.
0: This action takes us to... Gesture customization page. Now, since my granularity is set to headings, I will use one finger and keep swiping down until it says one finger angle. That's the heading we're after because we're after the angular gestures. I'll now swipe down using one finger and keep doing so till I get to that heading.
3: One finger heading in list.
0: Let's swipe down again.
3: One finger back and forth, heading.
0: Next, let's swipe down again.
3: One finger angle, heading, showing items 9 to 19 of 54.
0: One finger angle, that's the one we're after. The last time that we were here in installment 26 was a drawing a line downward and curving to the left to go back, and that was the gesture we looked at. Today, however, the one that follows that is the swiping down and then curving right to activate the talkback menu, something that I have demonstrated over and over again with all the devices that do not support the multi-finger gestures. Because of that, I will skip that and go to the next one that follows that, and that would be the one that says swipe left, then up to activate the overview. I'll put my finger down so you hear what I'm talking about.
3: Swipe left
0: and up. Overview. Swipe left, then up. What this means is that when I do this action or this gesture, I will actually be showing my recently opened apps, that is apps running in the background. So in other words, if you have difficulty utilizing the native gesture of swiping up from the bottom with two fingers and holding to bring up that overview or the recent apps, you could use this screen-based gesture, that is swiping left and then upward, to bring up the overview or the recent apps. What I want you to keep in mind, however, is that you can always go in here and change it to something else if that gesture is still a difficult one for you to perform. You could change it to like a double tap or triple tap or two-finger tap or whatever that you would prefer or swap that for another angle gesture that's easier for you to perform. I will now activate that menu and show you what I'm talking about. I will now swipe left, then up to bring up that overview.
3: Recent apps. Google, Google Assistant. 11 of 12. in list. 12 items.
0: I did that and it's showing my recent apps. And that's how you go about utilizing this gesture of left, then up to bring up the overview or the recent apps. That concludes installment 27. And that would be the conclusion to our today's podcast. Austin, how do people get a hold of us?
2: So, people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel youtube.com slash blind android users subscribe to our mailing list blind android users plus subscribe at groups.io the links for telegram and twitter clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links so that is it from us this week
0: well that's it for this week guys we thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening to us and we're looking forward to seeing you next week
1: Bye.
0: Later. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.